Okay, we are starting a new limud in Sefer Orchus Yashar, uh, written by Hagain Hatzadik Rav Chaim Kinevsky Zecher Tzadik Hakadosh Levracha. Uh, the statement, the Sefer is essentially thirty midos kafi the seder of Aleph Beis. Uh, it is full of Ma'amare Chazal. Uh, which Rav Chaim, in his humility, puts together, and he, I guess, paints it as though he's just conveying what Chazal already say, uh, as though he did not have a ton to add in terms of content, in terms of how he put it together, but we will not unpack every single Ma'amar Chazal, because it would uh, could be endless, it's so rich, but we will do our best simply to read through the Rav Chaim's words and understand them the way that he put it together, uh, maybe commenting just a little bit, uh, so that it will help us maybe relate to the material. Aleph is MS. Kama hifligu chazal b'midas ha-MS. We see how much chazal spoke about, unpacked, discussed. They valued the midah of MS. Va'amru chais ma'ishel ha-Kaddish Baruch Hu MS. And the Gemara and Shabbos tells us that the chaisam, the seal, like a signature seal of ha-Kaddish Baruch Hu is MS. Vi'amru ha-kol bara ha-Kaddish Baruch Hu chutz min midas sheker Umidas ha'avla that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created everything as it were, except for sheker, except for uh, falsehood, and except for avla. We will translate it as injustice. Shelo bara v'lo asay sam Hakadosh Baruch Hu that Hakadosh Baruch Hu did not create them. Now Rav Chaim is going to add a parenthetical over here uh, because, of course, everything was created by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It is one of the philosophical problems to deal with that uh, everything comes from a source, which means that the source had whatever it was created. Within it, if Hakadosh Baruch Hu was Kulo Taiv and Chesed and Ms and etc. etc., so then where did uh, Mida of Ra come from? But in any event, I guess for now, the way that he's going to explain it, I think the way that I'm reading it is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created, perhaps we'll say the Hechatimza, the possibility for Sheker and Ra, so that a person would have Bechira and that could ultimately overcome it and go towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but it didn't have to be manifest. And therefore, he explains that the Kavana Dechola Midas Haraos Yeshpen Lefam Tzairech. Every mida has its time, its place, its area that it can be that it can be used productively. Aval midas hasheker, but the midah of sheker, something that's uh, essentially not representing reality, not representing the MS, not representing Ratzon Hashem, that has no basis in bnei adam lo hayu chaitim in b'zeshem tzairach. So I don't think he's saying that now that there's a chait and there's a need for it. Uh, I, uh, at least in one way of understanding that it's not the, the it w- not that it, there's no need for it to be used, but that there's no need for it to be manifest. It's only the only reason that there was the possibility possibility of Shakyar is so that a person could choose the MS in a certain sense. Now that a person does chait, which in and of itself is something that's not representative of the MS of Ratz and Hashem, it doesn't really have a place in the world. So now there's Shakyar because people sin. If a person makes himself into a tzaddik, I didn't say tzaddik ledaber emes, just meaning only for the sake of speaking emes, but in other words, a tzaddik, I guess we'll say that a person who's aligned with Ratzon Hashem, aligned with the truth, and as a function of this, he is communicating, he is, uh, what's coming out of him is emes. This is the way that he relates to those around him uh, and to everything. So there's 
there's a correspondence. In other words, the way that we are treated, the siyata deshmaya, the 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 flow of energy and the relationship that we have with the reality and the spiritualities around us uh, correspond to the way that we uh, that we initiate that. So to the extent that a person makes himself into a tzaddik and speaks MS, so then it's given to him a malach. Uh, a malach can have a lot of connotations, but for now it's like the Gemara says that every blade of grass that grows has a malach uh, by it that uh, that commands it to grow essentially. But in other words, the malach is the spiritual medium that relates to things in this creation, so that will also relate to him in an emistic way. If a person makes himself into a rasha, he denies the truth and he lies. Now, it says that a malach is assigned to him who acts with him in a way also that's rasha and denies the truth and speaks for falsehood. I, I don't know exactly what this means other than to say uh, the way that it strikes me is that when a person lies so uh, you know they they essentially what, what they really want is that everything around them should be ms and stable and static uh, and they kind of something that can be relied upon and they want to take advantage of that system in order that they should be the one lying if a person is coloring outside the lines but the lines themselves are moving so then the whole exercise becomes meaningless maybe they will be in the lines maybe they won't be in the lines but the truth is is that there's no framework within which they can lie they start living in a world of Sheker, which in a certain sense is probably the worst, uh, the worst, uh, most ironic punishment. He continues on and he says that somebody who speaks truth will be careful and we'll see why. But Mela, he'll be careful in all of Eris. A person relates to the world, his thought process, the way the way that he speaks, the way that he acts in an MS Dick way. So ultimately that person will be saved from Averis. Kadiisa the Medrash Mayashilayah, he brings a Medrash Vizelashainai, Vahadaiver MS Ainai Nikshalailam, one who speaks MS will not stumble. How is this forever or uh, ever? There was a certain Maisa that took place. There was a certain Bachar uh, youth from the long standing and distinguished family. And from when, his, when he was really, when he was younger, from what his boyhood, I guess. He had also, generally speaking, he had anhaga, he got used to, he grew into a behavior of following his desire. And he was, he, he was gripped. There was a, there was a Ruach Hashem that overcame him. He wanted to do tshuva. So he went and he, he, uh, he was before, he was machni himself to, before Rishim ben Shatach. It's as if my pain is around me. It's overwhelming me. And I have this desire from my heart. I, I, I'm inspired to do tshuva. So Rabbi Shimon ben Shatach told him, There's no need to cry that you have a problem. I have a solution for you. If this is what you want, no need to have be in despair. The Dover Kal, and it's not even unattainable. It's a Dover Kal. It's an easy thing that I'm going to tell you. Emtsa will find Trufala Makascha, a remedy for your for your Maka, for your uh, what you're afflicted by. And something to heal your, your illness. If you guard yourself and you're careful. Now, uh, when we say easy, it does not, you know, there's a difference between simple and complex and easy and hard. 
hard. In a certain sense, the fact that something is a big challenge doesn't make it complex. In other words, in a certain way, that's very simple. I'm telling you the one thing to be careful for, and if you're careful for this thing, so then that will, you don't have to be careful for a hundred things, this will be like the gateway. And if maybe that's that, that's what it means, because this is the Rakal, not necessarily that it's easy to do, but that it's it's e- easy to focus on this this idea. But in any event, so he says, if you focus from Kazav, from not being deceitful, so you won't stumble. And ultimately, you'll be saved from everything. By So this is a small thing. He didn't perceive it as being uh, as the type of thing that he wouldn't be able to fulfill. And therefore, he said, I'll do it. So if Shimon Shatel said, he shavali, take an oath. Vayishava, he took the oath. And he went on his way. His neighbor went to the bathhouse. And this person had a taiva where there was nobody home, and he was able to steal uh, her possessions. And he didn't leave. He didn't leave anything behind. But say when he left, so all of a sudden he had a thought, I have a problem now. The neighbor's gonna come back and she's going to she's gonna cry about her her possessions, her home, so uh, she's gonna look to me, I'm her neighbor. What am I gonna say? And if I deny it and I say I am I'm innocent, so then So what's gonna happen is I'm gonna lie and so then I will have lied in my tshuva and what's going to be with the oath that I took so he returned everything that he took. So we see that not only you know a person it comes along with uh, with with having to cover things up. He he all of a sudden realized, at least in this particular context, how the, his commitment to tell the truth ultimately saved him from getting involved in other in other chatam. Uh, the chida writes yasu avla the remnant. Of, of people, it's a uh, pasuk in Sefania, the Sheir Israel, the remnant of Israel, will not do an avla, will not do any injustice, anything corrupted. They're not going to sin. And they're not going to have to tell lies in order to justify what they do wrong, because they won't sin. So this is talking about Sheir Israel, those who are left from Klal Yisrael, that's going to be what they're left with. You see that this is a, you know, not happenstance, if this is a quality of those who are left from Klal Yisrael, we see, that, I guess, that this has what to do with the, uh, to be able to make it through. Sanhedrin in there was a certain Misa concerning the city of Kushta, truth tellers, whatever the Misa is over there in Sanhedrin, it says that those who speak the tr- truth don't die before their time. I guess in a certain sense, right? We live Elohim Chayim, we are attached to Kaddish Baruch Hu, the, the, uh, the state of death itself is associated with Shekhar, and therefore a person who is totally committed to truth, there won't be death associated with that. It say for Hasidim, anybody who speaks the truth and has no desire, right, he doesn't want to think in Shekhar, not to speak in Shekhar, right, if anything, speech is really just a, is, is just the solidifying, so to speak, the, uh, the, the, the grounding of thought in order to convey it. So he doesn't even want to forget 
care about what you speak. You don't even think. You don't even want to live in that world. Even things that he thinks or speaks. Even if he doesn't intend for them to to be. In other words, he just thinks something. He's not is saying that it should happen. But these are the things that find themselves in his thoughts. They will be upheld. They will be sustained, even though that wasn't his intent. But this person is committed to the truth. And therefore, the uh, midah keneged midah, corresponding, if he's committed that he should only speak the truth and even only have the thought process that are in line with the truth, control his thoughts. So Kaddish Baruch will make it that if he has a thought, so then whatever he thinks, so then that's he's tied into the Bria, will be Nizkayim, Shenemer, Vesigzar, Oimer, Vyakam Lach. Uh, so also based on a pasuk that the, if you would utter a gzera decree, then it would be done. That a person who's careful in the shaker, one has to wonder if uh, it says if, if, if I'm speaking from experience, right? A person who's careful in order being totally committed to the truth, so his brachas will be that as so far as he is careful not to lie. So a person gives brachas. One way a person wants that their brachas should be niskayim. So, you know, it's like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? So he says over here that a person wants that his brachas should be niskayim when he's committed to the truth. So the Shemayim, HaKadosh Baruch, who is going to make it, that, that, that that's going to be niskayim on his end as well, uh, so to speak. And on the other end, we can see that the oinesh, the punishment is very stringent. A person who is who, who is deceptive? He changes up what what he says from the truth. It says if it's associated, it's as if he's Ayved of Odazara. I am a Shari Tshuva Rabenu Yona Rishayin Rabenu Yona Helig Rabenu Yona Shabayer Shigamim Ain Goyrim Shum Hefsed Lachaveru Also the Shaker. When we speak about lies, it's not only because the Shaker is a, is a means to an end because it caused a loss. No, it's the lie itself. Vamru Kash Shakranim Ain Mekabim Pnei Ashchina. It's not even because he caused the loss. It's because the person lied and. We see that the class of shakranim is, is among those those that are not makabel pnei shechina. They're not going to receive the shechina. Vamru kach ein sheshal badai. There's the punishment of Allah, the greatest punishment. Shafilu omer emesin shemin lo. Which again is sort of the ultimate irony. A lie is something that deviates from the truth. This person loses access to the truth at all. He's not going to communicate in any way that people are going to relate to as the truth. So his his life becomes uh, without any substance. Now he brings a gemar brachas that a person should train himself to say that he doesn't know Why? Because it could be that he will uh, he will lie that he'll be he'll be caught in it uh, in this falsehood. So now he just brings in parentheses, but he does know, or he knows to some degree, it, it, if the person's on the safe side, they don't necessarily know 100% of anything. So if they if they get used to the fact that they, they're willing to take a step back and say that they, they're not an expert in the thing and they don't necessarily know it, so then that itself won't be a lie because there are definitely certain elements of anything to know, maybe certain key elements sometimes. Uh, and there Therefore, it's better than, than training oneself the other way. So it seems to be almost just like a, a safety net. Lamed l'shoyin chalemer enudea. Because of b'sefer chasidim, 
There are certain times that a person is allowed to deviate from the truth. There are certain areas where a person is allowed to deviate from the truth with regard to uh, how uh, certain areas of what he knows and with regard to to, uh, to intimate matters of intimacy and with regard to shpiza and hospitality. The Gemara explains why, but not our sugya. What he won't we're pointing out over here is that even those Gemaras don't mean that a person should actually lie. It's just that because there is a reason that they don't necessarily have to be exactly on the straight and narrow over there. So, they should do is say something that can be taken two ways. And they'll say something that's ambiguous. And that way, from their point of view, the language might have been a little bit ambiguous. But in these particular cases, so Chazal said not to, uh, that, that a person should not necessarily just represent the 100% straightforward truth, but that doesn't mean that a person should ever have a license to actually say something, which is literally a shaker. The medrash over there is the sources in the medrash. Where Yaakov Avinu tells Esav that until I come to Seir, but he never ended up going there. That Yaakov Avinu wanted Esav to go ahead of him, and he said, I'll meet up with you. But Lemaise, he didn't meet up with him. We went through all We actually don't find that he went to Seir at any point. So, but how could it be that Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov, MS, how could Yaakov Avinu have said that I'll meet up with you in Seir? Yaakov was MS. How could there be that there was the seat over there? When did he talk and meet up with Esav? Really, it was just an anticipation. Patiently, Yosef Lavai Hadahu Dochsev Va'alu Moshiach Baharzion Lishpotes Haresav that the saviors will go up to Harzion to judge uh, the Haresav. But in any event, so this is a reference in a pasuk that it ultimately will happen. It wasn't a lie. He wasn't going to get there. It just wasn't going to be in the immediate future. Afa Gav Shasav Kadin Kedamrin Bavodazari Yisrael Shinz Damen Lo Goy Shalu Lehechon Haylech Yarchav Lo Asaderech. So really, Yaakovin didn't do anything wrong. The truth is that the Gemara tells us that if a, a Jew meets up with a guy who asks what he's doing and there's any sort of a fear of harm so ultimately what he should say is I'm not going I'm going on my route I'm, I, I'm not going a, a mile away I'm going five miles away so and he extends where he's going so that he gives him an area farther than where he's going to the guy sees which direction he's going to but he gives him a much farther place, so that he, so that it is, so that it does seem to be that he's not telling the truth. Yaakov didn't do anything outside the boundary of halacha. But what do we say before that there, there are certain places where there's a justification not to do something exactly in line with what would seem to be the MS? But on the other hand, nevertheless, a person should not speak an outright sheker. And therefore, really, he had in mind in a distant future. Rock Ace of Haven, and it was on Esav to recognize, so he said in an ambiguous way, Esav misinterpreted what the intent was, but what Yaakov said, uh, it was not entirely a Shekhar of Ashrei. Now, by the way, all of this is only where Chazal tell us that it's permitted to deviate from the straight truth. Otherwise, uh, th- then it doesn't mean that a person can just walk around and speak in riddles. So uh, there is a framework of Halacha, but even within the framework of Halacha, but nevertheless, a person, there's still no room to say an outright Shekhar. Ashrei me, uh, fortunately, 
there's a person who is mechanech his children, he trains his children in the meat of Ames, there's a big klal in a father that wants his, that his, pers- that, that his children are going to go on the right path. He educates his children, he gives him musr, and he wants that his children are going to go on the straight path. Because really bad, then what's chinuch? Chinuch doesn't mean I'm stronger than you while you're under my instruction and I can force you to go in a certain direction. Chenach means that I'm training you that when I'm no longer here, so then you're going to be, I'm giving you the tools that you need so that you will have those values that you're going to go in the right direction yourself. So how does a person want that his children are going to go? He should guide his children in the midah of MS, consistency, integrity, credibility. A person should, if a person integrates the midah of MS, of integrity, so then they will end up going as they go through their life and they should make that there are negative consequences when a person's at a certain stage in life so that's what speaks to them an einesh right so there should be an einesh for for a lying even if it's something that is a even just in conversation right but uh, we'll see about telling stories but the um even just in conversation that they should they should have a uh, a reason that they shouldn't ever be, uh, get involved in the idea of letting a lie Pastor lives. There's a uh, in, in Yerushalayim that should be uh, soon rebuilt. So Rav Chaim is saying that there was a certain person in Yerushalayim from the Chasidei Elyon of the Sfaradim. And even if you would give him everything that there is to offer, he wouldn't say anything that was not, not true. It was not clearly true. And he explained to me the minog of his father, something happened in the house, there's a complaint, whatever happened about something that happened that was inappropriate. And somebody did it, and he wanted to find out who it was. So, Amar Misha Yoidel Chatai V'yoymar Emes. And interestingly, by the way, he wasn't telling them that they should tell Emes about somebody else. He wasn't trying to get them to, you know, tattle on each other. But he said, whoever comes and admits and says that he did it by Emes, as I am Chalai. First of all, they'll be forgiven. Raki Zaher Mehayayim V'hala Shalo Yishneba Just be careful that you're not going to repeat the avla, you're not going to repeat the offense. So as far as, I can only take this so far, just do whatever you want and just admit to it, nobody gets in trouble. However, what he did say, though, is that if you say the MS, you won't get in trouble. But it was training them from a young age, because, the uh, you know, if, if a person if a person lies and they say, Yankee, don't lie anymore, but if they break the vase, they get, you know, a big punishment, so then, psycho, you know, psychologically what they learn is that it's a bigger deal to break a vase than lie. So what happens when they break the vase and you ask if they did it? Well, they've been trained now that it's a bigger deal to break a little vase than lie. So let me lie and then and then it won't get as much trouble. So over here, what's a bigger deal? So if telling the truth, you don't get in trouble. So that means that telling uh, telling the truth is a bigger deal, has more value than whatever else. And on the other hand, and if he denies it, then I will investigate and find out who did it. Whoever lied and denied it, as I as I as 
and then he's going to get punished even much worse than he would have got originally for the original offense. Uh, and Hitaka did it. And Hitaka did it, and the person even got a truth treat. He even got a reward for telling the truth. So we see also that Chaim is pointing out, you know, it's just subtle subtleties. We see what he's pointing out is that uh, it's not just important to give messages, but also to reinforce the messages. Uh, so in both ways, first of all, to articulate what you're going to do, why you're doing it, understanding the significance of things, and then carrying through, not to do it without the explanation, not to explain without carrying through. And to the other one that told the lie, that that's what it was, they got punished. And this is the way that he, he, for a few coins, he was able to instill in his children the trait of MS, MS because it says you should buy the truth. This is how he went about that. And he put the nature of truth. Uh, the person ended up being, we said, one of the Chasidei Elyon Me'asfardim is a Chasid Gadol. This is how he put MS into it. Teva MS Oilamis Adkan Lashono. This is, oh, this is not, I'm sorry, this is not Rav Chaim. This is all, uh, this is all from the Shla. Okay. V'haragel b'shkarim hu bazoi umavuza. And it says a person who gets into the habit of lying, hu bazoi umavuza. So he's disgraceful and disgraced by others. Bazoi umavuza. Ve'ein ma'aminim lo'i l'shem davar sh'aymer. So he's not going to be believed. V'asru chazal afil ligno yivdas ha'gai. And see, there's two things. One is the consequence of what you're doing to another, how you're relating to somebody. But what we're talking about is much more is much more fundamental. We're talking about the meat of how you're relating to others. And he says over here, you shouldn't be besides for you'll say, well, if it's a Jew, if it's a guy, how do I do it? He says, no, Afilu Lignov Das a guy, you shouldn't be lying. Cause of Rambam, Afilu Mila Acha shall pitoy seductiveness seduction, Vishal Gnevas Das Asur and of deceiving somebody, Elisfas MS, uh but the beginning of a pasuk, but rather a person should speak only the truth. Even to exaggerate, and the idea that the, the Gemara brings that the Taira also uh, certain times exaggerated. Right? If I tell you there was a, it was so hot it was a million degrees, there was a million people there. That's not a lie. That's an understanding of how I'm speaking. Obviously, the fortification didn't go to the sky. It was a lashon guzma. If anything, it's more true, right? Others, if I tell you it's 10 feet high, but I'm trying to convey what I'm trying to convey is that it was a million feet tall. So, then in a certain way, actually, the exaggeration is, a, is actually a more accurate expression of what it is that I'm trying to convey. Nobody thought that it was actually in the heavens. But to do things in a way that the person is going to think speaking the truth is Asr. You want to see how. how, how 
how Chazal subscribed so much to the MS, the Amrinim, the Yavamis, Daf Samach Gimel. Rav, have a Kometzar, Lei Dvisu. Rav's wife would give him a hard time, put him in Tzar, Ki Amr Lei Avidi Lei Tlaifchei, Avidi Lachimtzei, Echimtzei, Avidi Lei Tlaifchei, whatever exactly is going on in the Gemara over there. If he wanted to eat A for dinner, she gave him B, and vice versa, Ki Gadol Chiyabrei, his son Chiyagrover. So, Apechlei, all of a sudden, so his his son was taking care of relating, you know, tell mom what uh, what what we want for dinner, and all of a sudden it seemed that she switched. So So Rav said to his son again, without going into the Gemara over there, while his son is going, he's discussing the situation with his wife, with his son, but focusing focusing on the point at hand. So he mentioned that uh, that his, that his wife had improved her ways. So his son Chia said, "I'm the one who's responsible for that because what I do is I switch it. I know that she's going to give the opposite. So if you want A for dinner, I tell her you want B." So first of all. Uh, it says, uh, so Rav told him, this is what they say, that the one that comes out from you is going to one who's going to give you time, he's going he's to educate you. Why didn't I think of that? So first of all, interestingly, he acknowledged, uh, seemingly he, he acknowledged, he didn't lash out and say, I can't believe you did this. He said, first of all, he acknowledged it was He appreciated the, uh, the strategy. At lasavid hachi. But however, he says that you shouldn't do it anyway. Shenemar limdu daber sheker because you don't want you're, you're more going to be lost and gained that you don't want to train yourself to coming off a pasuk to speak sheker. But in any event, before we get to to the next to the knech on this, but what's interesting is a person's doing something wrong. Just see a lesson in the chinuch almost uh, the, the way that he approached him. Ah, you shouldn't have done this. He says, "Wow, that was a chap. I I I could have thought of that." But then then he uh, he he moved forward and told him not to do it anyway. But this. So, besides the fact that he expressed it, Rav Chaim takes it face value, and he says, how is it that Rav didn't think about this, right? How many times is somebody going to give you the exact opposite before you don't just switch what you ask for? It seems to be Pashat. Right, well, what's the other thing to do? Why don't I just, you know, rub a dub dub, I'll, I'll rub a genie's lantern, and I'll say, I want A, I want to ask for it, because when something is outside the realm of what's reality, something that's not on the table, is not in your field of what you think about, says Rav Chaim, because what are we learning from Rav, the Heliger Rav? That something that was outside of the MS, it wasn't a reality. It, it might have been a Swahili. I don't know. It, it wasn't something that that he even would have thought in those terms. Who should save us from Sfasheker and Lashnermia, tongue of deceit, and he should Yanichenu. He should lead us Rak Bederach MS again, both in terms of what it does to us, but we saw all the consequences. And also the fact that uh, that the ruchnis, the spiritual realities, the realms, uh, the malachim, that they will correspond and lead us in the same way. You know, a person who speaks the truth lives in a different world. Whether people, those around him, believe him, the world will treat him differently. Okay, okay so we will uh, we'll see how this goes. But uh, we will we will uh, we'll see if we can go weiter.